Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. From New York City, the only city in America, it's the show that invented news. This is The Daily Show with your host, Marlon Wayans. And this is my third night hosting the show. Which means they haven't canceled us yet. But hey, we got one more night. Let's get it. All right, so let's go into the headlines. This is The Daily Show, so let's talk about Fox News. They're dealing with a big lawsuit right now, and because of it, a bunch of Fox News hosts had to give up all their private texts. So we've been finding out what they really think about Donald Trump. And it's hilarious. According to court documents, host Tucker Carlson texted a producer on January 4th, 2021. We are very, very close to being able to ignore Trump most nights. Referring to Trump, Carlson says, I hate him passionately. I can't handle much more of this. Carlson added, we're all pretending we've got a lot to show for it because admitting what a disaster it's been is too tough to digest. But come on, there really isn't an upside to Trump. Oh, ooh, that's fighting words, oh! White on white crime, let's go! <laughs> All right, I know this looks bad, but their makeup sex is gonna be so much hotter. You know, this is so embarrassing for Fox News. If they want to keep their shit quiet, they should do what the crack dealers do. Use a payphone. <laughs> Yo, it's Tucker. Listen, black lives matter. They really do. They do. All right, hit me back on my burner. I'm enjoying this, though. I have never seen someone's private text that was so opposite from their public persona. This is like finding out Nikki Haley has a black sin. She got texts like, oh, hell no. Y'all ain't coming at Nimrata like that. <laughs> Sorry, boo-boo. <laughs> But if I'm being honest, I do feel for Tucker a little. Because it's brutal when your private shit talk gets put out in the open like that. It actually happened to my brothers just this week. I just flew in from L.A. this week, and I'm glad I wasn't on this flight. 
United Flight 2609 was just 45 minutes from landing in Boston. I will kill every man on this plane. When prosecutors say 32-year-old Francisco Torres went on an incoherent rant after trying to open one of the plane's emergency exits. I'm taking over this plane. Tell them to bring SWAT to shoot me down because they're going to have to shoot me down today. Then rushing and stabbing a flight attendant with a spoon he'd broken in the lavatory. Fellow passengers quickly tackled and subdued him. Wow. That shit was crazy. You know, my favorite part was how nobody did anything to the very end. <laughs> the guy in the aisle seat, he just got up to let the dude by. Like, hey, man. Oh, you back? All right, here you <laughs> Oh, you need a spoon? Here you go, bro. <laughs> you know what's funny is once they saw the guy had a spoon, everyone got real brave. Everyone was like, oh my God, he got a knife. Oh shit, that's a spoon, I'm gonna him up. Come here, always better on black Always better on black mother Thank you. And you could tell this guy was gonna do something cause he got those crazy eyes, you know? They should have flagged this guy before he got on the plane. TSA got to be like, they got to stop racial profiling and start crazy profiling. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. I can see your entire eyeball like a Muppet. You cannot get on this plane. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Some news out of social media. There's a new filter on TikTok and it's gonna mess you up. A new beauty trend going viral on TikTok, the bold glam look that's causing a stir because of its drastic filter. I just woke up. This is not what I look like right now. This filter should be illegal. Here's the real me. <laughs> Gosh. And then there are those who believe filters like this are setting unrealistic standards of beauty for young girls or creating a sense of false advertising. God damn! <laughs> That's not a filter, that's witchcraft. Come on, TikTok, you don't need a filter like this. We already have technology to make people look hotter. It's called tequila. If you ask me, it's the scariest thing I've seen on social media since any post by Chet Hanks. Go suck your mama dirty stinking ratchet. <laughs> Spit on your granny grill. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Tom Rita. I only have one more day. I promise. That's all. <laughs> but real talk, though, these filters have got it all wrong. The truth is, everyone is beautiful. Beautiful people, we know that shit ain't true. Don't tell the uggos that, or they'll be here to revolt. We are all gorgeous. <laughs> In fact, forget a beauty filter. I want an ugly filter. I want a filter that makes me look worse. Gives me acne, up my face. Then when people meet me in real life, they'll be impressed. They'll be like, damn, Marlon, you really cleaned up. All your cold sores is gone and everything. Look, we need to ask ourselves two questions. How can we make women less self-conscious about the way they look? 
And how can we make men more self-conscious about the way they look? (laughs) Because men will confidently send the ugliest pictures of their dicks to anybody. It's poorly lit, bad angle, crooked and shit. (laughs) Skinny in the middle, look like a rancid Slim Jim. (laughs) Can someone please teach us how to feel shame? And finally, today is International Women's Day. And here's how the world's top feminist organization is celebrating. Mattel is also celebrating International Women's Day with seven new role models. The new Barbie lineup was inspired by the likeness of female leaders in STEM fields from around the world. The company hopes the role models, including former YouTube CEO Susan Wojcicki and UK space scientist Dr. Maggie Adderton and Pocock, will inspire the next generation of girls to pursue their passions, despite women being underrepresented in STEM fields. This is so important. Kids learn so much from their toys they play with. You want them to have scientist dolls and CEO dolls that can scissor each other. (laughs) For more on this story, we turn to Desi Lydic. Desi. How's your International Women's Day going? Well, thank you for asking. It started out so great. This morning, the random guy who usually yells, nice ass, instead yelled, I respect your nice ass. (laughs) And this is why we march. (laughs) So yeah, I was feeling pretty good. I mean, at least until I saw this Barbie story. Wait, you don't like these brand new Barbies? But they're so accomplished. They got scientists and they got a YouTube CEO. Oh, yeah. Equally great role models. You could be a scientist who helps humanity, or you could design a YouTube algorithm that says, hey, kids, if you like Peppa Pig, you'll love QAnon. (laughs) Okay, that's fair, but some of them are doctors and engineers, and, 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 and one of them is a professor. Yeah, I know. They're all so successful. F*** those Barbies. F*** them all. Yeah, it's it's bad enough. Barbie was always hotter. Now she's smarter than me, too. I want a doll that makes me feel bad about my body, not my mind. So you're saying we should get rid of these Barbies? Well, no, I mean, not necessarily. But why can't we also have some mediocre Barbies who don't make us feel pressured? Right? Not mediocrity. Every Barbie has to be a girl boss. Let's have a Barbie who's a paralegal at a mid-sized law firm. (laughs) Or one who works the lunch shift at a Just Salad. (laughs) There is nothing wrong with Barbies who are just trying to make it through the day. But aren't Barbies supposed to be aspirational? No. (laughs) No, Marlon, they're not. Give me a Barbie who's okay with letting 5,000 emails pile up in her inbox, okay? The Barbie who spilled coffee on her shirt but knows she can still get another day out of it if she puts a blazer on top. The Barbie who spends her Friday nights in bed binge-watching Vanderpump Rules, dunking carrot sticks into a jar of peanut butter and letting her kids drive themselves to Taekwondo. For the love of God, stop judging me, Marlon. I I wasn't, but those do feel very specific. You're specific. (laughs) 
My point is, they don't all have to be rock stars. You think every Ken is a Nobel Prize winning aeronautical engineer? No, he's just a man with a car and a pubic mound. And we all accept him. That's what I want. The dream of every woman to be as successful as an average white man. That, that doesn't sound like women achieving their dreams. I'm, so, I'm sorry, are you mansplaining my dreams to me? <laughs> On International Women's Day? No. What? No, I, w- I, I wouldn't dare. No, it kind of sa- I feel. I feel like you wanted I, to. I swear I was not. I think. Desi Lydic, please, everybody. <laughs> I promise you, I I wasn't. All right, when we come back, we'll ask you what you think about the Oscars. Don't go away. Jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Daily Show. The Oscars are this weekend, so I thought I'd hit the streets and ask the good people in Harlem which movies they think should win. Take a look. First of all, are you a movie buff? Yes. Are you excited about the Oscars? Eh, yeah. Which movie do you think will win Best Picture this year? Uh... Do you think it'll be Top Gun? Avatar? Or one of the movies I don't give a shit about? One of the movies you don't give a shit about. Describe everything everywhere all at once. Everything all the way? Beautiful. Beautiful. God's given. God's given. God's blessed. Did you see the movie? No. The movie Tar, you know what it's about? Sounds like something black and sticky. So it's like a horror movie? Yeah. What do you think about women talking? Women talking? Yeah. I mean, you have women talking all the time, don't they? What do you think the movie women talking will be talking about? I am trying not to get as confused as to what women would be talking about, but women can talk about anything. Would you take your woman to go see women talking? I don't even think she would want to see women talking unless it's her friends. But would she be talking while the women are talking? Definitely, she definitely would. Right. She definitely would. I hate that. Women talk. Yes. Some guy got nominated Uh this year for impersonating Elvis. Yeah. Can you show me your best impersonation of Elvis? Like, you know, I just, I can do the dance moves. Do it. I just want to rock. I just want to rock. If you had to do an Elvis impression, what would it be? I would never do it. Right. Elvis. That's right. All right, my man. Do you think there's enough black people nominated this year? Absolutely, yeah. How many is nominated this year? I think like three, two. Do you know how many black people won my Oscars? About 20. All right, name me 10. I can't even name you ten. Name seven. I can't name you seven. Name three. I can't name three. But you know 20 black people want Oscars. Yes. Okay. I like our Oscars. Right. Our Oscars. Giving y'all the props that y'all deserve. Okay, you're talking about brothers. Us people, so, brothers and sisters. Okay, so out of black actors out there in Hollywood that are nominated, who else do you think should be nominated uh, for an Oscar? I got all the black guys, handsome. You know, kind of tall, good looking, funny, but not over the top, but can be over the top if you actually 
make him in that situation. Kevin He's Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah. You ain't funny in everything, man. You're right. <laughs> now you're not funny I, in everything. Which movie was the most unfunny in? You was in one of them corny shits. I what was the corny shit I was? I can't remember right now, but it was corny, man. Okay, man. Little Man. Little Man was a shit, man. Come back with Little Man Part 2. If you had to pick a movie to win an Oscar, which one would you pick? What's the name of that one y'all was in? Um, um, playing them girls? <laughs> oh, White Chicks. Yeah. You think we should have won an Oscar for that. You should win anything for everything you do. Thank you. We love him, don't we? Thank you. some Oscars, give them to them. Represent him, give him what he deserves. Look at the people out here. They so happy to have him. Here we go. We gotta give Marlon some energy like he gives us all these years. Come on now, let's do this. And the Oscar goes to Stay tuned because when we come back, D Nice will be joining me on the show. So don't go away. Jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is a DJ and a record producer whose wildly popular club quarantine saved all our lives during the pandemic. Please give it up for my brother, DJ D-Nice. D-Nice. What's up, man? That is the perfect name. I never asked you, how did you come up with the name D-Nice? You know, back in the 80s, everybody was Ice. Mixed Master Ice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when we were recording our first song, South Bronx, Scott LaRock accidentally called me D-Nice. Wow. And uh, I just kept it. Well, I used to be M-Ski. You were M-Ski? Because Nice-Ski, <laughs> that's my tag-up name. I was terrible in tagging. It would just be like a stick figure. Um... <laughs> What were some of the names that you had before, like before D-Nice? What were the uh, failed names? I was D-Money. That works, D-Money. Yeah, but that doesn't work during COVID. Everybody yeah. was, people were losing jobs. Nah, he <laughs> rich. We, we ain't going on. We ain't going to party with We're not with D-Money. No, no, but nah, th that was it, though. I actually started in hip-hop, man. I was pretty fortunate. Like, the first thing that I did in hip-hop was work with BDP, so. How did that happen? How did you first start? BDP, Boogie Down, Boogie Down Production. Boogie Down Production. KRS-One. Yes. The teacher. The teacher, the teacher. Yes, the uh, philosopher. I still love my philosopher. <laughs> But how, how did that happen? So um, KRS, lived, KRS One lived in the men's shelter in the Bronx. Wow. DJ Scott LaRock was the social worker in the Bronx. My cousin was a security guard at the men's shelter. And I was like 15, and he asked me was to bring some. Was that Robo? No, no, no. Robo was, he was just down with the group. This is okay. my cousin. We called him. Shout out to Robo. Shout out to Robo. Show. Yeah, he knows Robo. Robo Cop. Yeah. But anyway, I walked over with some food, and then, you know, 
you know, he was like, hey, I want to introduce you to someone. And he introduced me to Scott LaRock. God loves you. God loves me, man. Everything that your your nickname, (laughs) D-Nice just happened, and then he gifted you the KRS-One? Yes. You want to know my struggles. I'm like, I was a wins, so my mama tried to get rid of me, but I lived anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Sean tried to drown me, so did Kim, DJ Damon. (laughs) Keenan starved me for a week, Damon beat me. <laughs> and it just made me strong. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of you, though. <laughs> we again. We but you know what's dope? Like, I love the fact that, like, my family, like, I never had to run with a lot of dudes. You know how you, you and the Bronx, whatever, you have to run with certain dudes. I never had to run with nobody. I got my brothers. I just let out one cuckoo, and it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. No, it's definitely. Um, let me ask you. Um, I mean, we've known each other a very long time. Yes. We met on the set of I'm oh, Gonna Get You Sucker. I'm Sucking. Gonna Get You Sucker. Yes. I think we were like the youngest people on the set. We were babies. I had no hair. I looked like a shaved weasel. Like, <laughs> and you didn't have no hair. We look at, look at you. That's it with the deep. Look at him. I wanted to rob you of that jacket so bad. Now look at me. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah, I love this. That's yeah, we were, crazy. We were Look at Sean. Puberty was nowhere on that set. No, no, <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> um, but man, that, how did how did y'all wind up doing that? I yeah, know my brother called. Your brother reached out. My brother out. loved BDP. Yes, yes. yes. And he, then, he reached out to us. We were on tour with like Eric B and Rakim. Yeah. I was young on that tour, bro. I was like 17, 18 years old. And we were um, while we were on tour, Keenan reached out and said yeah. he needed he wanted us to do the um, do a song from from the film. So I worked on the beat on the tour bus, and it ended up being a song used in the movie. Yeah, Jack of Spades. Uh, Jack, of Jack, Spades. Jack, 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 Jack. Stop, we look old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Club Quarantine, man. You know, you really saved our lives with that. Right? Yeah. Like, this, this is the third year anniversary. It's funny, when you first started doing it, I would always show up, yes. and I just wanted to shout out. I was like, you was like shouting out Oprah, and you shouting out <laughs> Obama was in there one time. I was like, D, over here. Remember me? I'm going to just suck. I'm going to suck. And, and then one day, he was like, Marlon Wayans. I was like, yeah, street cred. <laughs> um, what do you plan on doing with that um, now? Oh, CQ. So the third anniversary of Club Quarantine, which is so crazy. Dude. We, we've been doing this for three years together. Um, it's next Friday. <laughs> Music, man. So... You know, we're doing the CQ3 anniversary uh, next Saturday, March 18th, at the Apollo Theater. I wanted to bring it home. Okay, um, Yeah. And um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. But, but I'm also excited that during the daytime, we're doing something really cool. You know, what affected people during the quarantine was, how do you save for a pandemic? So I'm doing something um, called the ABCQs, which is... Um, it's a financial literacy seminar during the daytime with Chase and okay. to just kind of teach people about, you know, financial literacy and saving and building oh, wealth. Oh, that's dope. Man. Oh, brother, yeah. you talking all your positivity. Come on, now. I was like, I was like, how do you drink more wine than... Mine was very simple. Um, you're into hip-hop, and I wanted to ask a hip-hop aficionado a couple of things. One is, who's in your top ten? What's your Mount Rushmore? Man, I, one, I think it's unfair to have a top 10. You know, like, it's, every, every generation is different. But if I had to select 10 people, um, Jay would be, it would be Jay, Nas, yes, Big. Yes. Um, 
uh, who else? Rakim. Hawk, Rakim. Yes. KRS, Big Daddy Busta K. Rhymes, you gotta put Busta in there. I would put Busta in there. You gotta put Busta that's, in that's there. That's eight. I, I love Eminem, that's nine. Yes. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, I'm a big Queen Latifah fan. Okay. Yeah. politically correct. He was repping for uh, for International Women's Day. You smile. You smile. <laughs> I, I noticed you always got a hat on. Why? You got a nice head. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, man. You know. You got a nice head. I'm just saying, man. You know, like. I don't know, the hat became a thing. I've always worn a hat because I, I started to lose my hair prematurely, you know, like You so was on the set, you know, 16 like, years old, losing started, your hair? I started, what started you losing my hair at like 28, man. I wow. was like, man, I'm, I, I need to wear a hat. I really didn't like the shape of my head. But the hat thing during quarantine was actually an accident. No, but this is cool. Like, it, you, oh, got yeah, a, this is my no, you got a nice head. Like, some dudes, they ain't got a nice head. Like, oh. <laughs> like I don't befriend him because if he ever, ever see Neo without his hat on, I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking it. <laughs> Neil's a homie, but I have to agree with you. <laughs> Neil know his head is messed up. Every time I see him without his hat on, I just want to load him in a gun. <laughs> um, we we all uh, lost uh, the hip hop community. Uh, we lost one. Yes, uh, yes. True Goy. True Goy. De La Soul. De La just started streaming um, their music. So please go make sure you check out De La Soul. The brothers are streaming now. Yes, yes. What what did De La Soul mean to you? Uh, De La Soul. What do they mean to me? Uh, yeah. What do you one, think they mean? Freedom. Like you, freedom of expression. Right. You know, they've always been free with their look, the clothes, the music, the lyrics. Yeah. They were always something different. Right. You know, so as J DJ Jazzy Jeff would say, we got a bubble wrap De La Soul. Absolutely. You know, they truly are Absolutely. like amazing talent. You Absolutely. Know? And, um, yeah. I feel like for me, De La Soul, like growing up in the hood, De La Soul, like there's, there's music, hip hop. A lot of hip-hop, Rock Cam, Eric B, was for brothers in the hood. Sure. De La Soul was for brothers like me that was trying to get out the hood. You know what I mean? Like, they spoke to, like, you know, that the other side, like, you know, come on. I was trying to get out of the hood, too. So they were for me, too, man. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Don't tell nobody we punk. Don't tell Don't nobody. Don't tell nobody we punk my <laughs> out of the hood. I was trying to get out of the hood, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They lost songs for all the brothers that was getting chased by the brothers. That music, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. It, it, it sounded like that. It sounded uh, that kind you know, of I soundtrack. K, I said KRS lived in the shelter. I didn't live in the shelter. I was, <laughs> he was like, I was, oh, that poor Negro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hip hop. Uh, it's oh, been man. around 50 years. 50 years, man. Yeah, our, like our age, yep, man. Yep. Yeah. 50 years. Why do you think it had such an impact so soon? It's only 50 years. Like, rock and roll been around way longer. Hip-hop is pretty young. Why do you think it had such an impact? I mean, just from my experience being in hip-hop, uh, a lot of what I learned, you know, growing up that they didn't teach in schools, 
I learned from the records, you right. know, it was like, so I feel, you know, I didn't know much about, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know much about black history until I started listening to Public Enemy and Chuck D and KRS, you know, right. like, so I felt, I feel like hip hop was definitely like the, the CNN of like the inner city community, you know, and, and we kind of needed that. And I think it just resonated with all of these kids, you know, we started feeling rebellious back then. Like, right. that's right. You know what? I, I, I feel proud about myself. Yeah, That's it, what, it made you feel positive. Made you feel positive. No matter how much negativity uh, we were going through, it just it uplifted you. Absolutely. It was always aspirational. Uh, as are you, my brother. Um, thank you for coming out. I appreciate you. I love you. Um, love you too, uh, bro. What do you, let me ask one more question before, I go, before you go. What do you think hip-hop's going to next? Ah, oh, man, I don't think that I, I can even answer that question. In the next know? 50 years, what do you think? I don't, I don't know, man. I just hope that it continues to grow. <laughs> hey, I got to be honest. I'm like, <laughs> you don't know, I don't know what these like, motherfuckers going to do. Hey. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> be nice. <laughs> yeah. Woo. My boy. I love you, man. Love you too, man. Thank you for coming out. Jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender. With Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. That's our show. Thank you. But before we go, please... Please, for me, consider supporting the Hudson Guild. They're a multi-service community center that offers diverse programming for people in Chelsea and along Manhattan's west side. They help the Wayans family. I would have no immunization or teeth if it wasn't for them. So if you can support them, I'd really appreciate it. Please donate at the link below. Love y'all. Explore more shows from The Daily Show podcast universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts.